Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, the Talent Surgery, the Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our podcast, Once a Week, where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment. Five days a week, we shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of fintech. And on a Sunday, we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. So Toby, kick us off. Who have you been speaking to recently? Nadia, lovely to see you and even nicer to see you there with little baby Nina as well. So uh, that's something which I think we'll be talking about. The original about. crew back There's, together. The original crew. We got the we got the gang back together. But this is uh, yeah, this is this is the new way of things, right? We're uh, yeah. we're back in lockdown 3.0 now, um, and uh, kids are part of it. And I love to see that uh, Nina is there as your executive assistant, helping you out all the way through through this as well. Um, so yeah, going back to the, going back to the question, uh, had had some some really interesting pods coming out this this week. I had a lovely conversation yesterday with someone who I'm really inspired by. Uh, and I can never quite get her name right because my Danish isn't as impeccable as it was. But Sada Green Brodersen um, was a uh, uh, of Canary is is I think someone truly inspirational, a sort of multi serial entrepreneur. Um, Canary is is a business that's, that was founded in October 2019. I know you've spoken to her on the pod as well. Um, but to go into to launch a, a business in in October 2019 and to have a startup that's been uh, as affected as it has been by by COVID nineteen, and still see that growth and and uh, head towards investment, and we we're just discussing the sort of appetite for investment at the moment. I thought was a, just a conversation I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed. Um, we've had a couple that have gone out this week, uh, which we shot just before the lockdown, uh, or just before Christmas, should I say? Uh, Amrish and Alan from uh, from Commsize was one I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, big in the asset management space, a business that was a consultancy that pivoted to. Uh, to listen to its customers' issues and then provide a real solution to them um, to provide, you know, uh, I guess, some um, real benefit and, and friction reduction uh, and, uh, you know, I guess improvements in, in, their, in their customers' workflow was something I loved. And we had a big discussion there about the benefits of uh, smaller companies against the enterprise um, one-size-fits-all sort of, sort of play. And I really enjoyed that. Great business. Uh, Amrish here in the UK, Alan uh, looking after the US and in New York. So it was a great look at a good sort of global trend of what's happening. Uh, and equally, the one, one went out on Monday with uh, Karen Goshen um, and uh, another great, great story. Someone who's uh, who hadn't been an entrepreneur, was a lawyer by, uh, by design, uh, went out to uh, New York with a set, you know, basically, basically a, English as a second language and as a, and, and no real fintech background and has gone out there and, and providing real value out there in the marketplace. So we charted her story 
it is a remarkable story and it gives real hope, I think, to entrepreneurs who are moving out there. So three good pods, which I think are, uh, were, were great fun to, uh, to do, as always. Great to listen to and learn from, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. What about yourself? Yeah, you I think that's... Busy? Yeah, we're busy, busy for sure. But I think that's something that um, a lot of people don't really realise with our pods. Like, it's all such great learning and all just such great evidence about this amazing marketplace that the, an industry that we work in. Um, you know, like, I think people often say, you know, fintech is all about resilience. But look, this is the evidence of it. Like, here we are, lockdown three. But look at all these amazing people that we're that we're talking to and amazing things that they're doing within their business. Um, so the two that I wanted to talk about this week and draw attention to, uh, Lauren McEwen, a records manager at the Pension Protection Fund. Now, I really enjoyed having her on the Women of Fintech podcast because she just brings excitement to information. And she says, look, I, I would never have thought that I'd have ended up in data and information. It sounded boring, but people have got to listen to this because she then talks about her journey and how passionate she is about getting data right and how important data is to everybody and all their lives. And I think when we think about our responsibility to the industry and how we, we should be opening people's eyes to what are great roles within this industry so they can actually visualize themselves in careers in two, three, four years time. This is a great avenue to be going down. And she talks so passionately about it. You've just got to listen to it because um, what, one thing that she told me was every year we produce more data than all the years ever produced before added together. That is, I mean, that's more than exponential growth. I mean, that is just, I mean, I, my brain can't even compute it. Um, so if you think about all like the social media pieces of information, date, like data is everywhere. So um, I really loved her pod. But there was something that she brought up, uh, and I'm going to quote her on it. We need to shake up how we hire technologists in this industry. So when she said that, you can imagine, <laughs> so, mm. that is right, that's right, right up my street and exactly what I, I love to be talking to people about on both sides, whether you're looking for work or whether you're looking to build a team. I think it's not as scary as it, it sounds to shake up how we hire. And I think our industry, we should be proud of how, how change happens so quickly and how agile we are. I think that my... Um, my motto for this year will be bringing the true spirit of fintech into fintech recruitment um, and making sure that we are, we are really upskilling ourselves and just changing the norm um, and, mm. and changing our expectations of things to get to the results that we need to. So, I, yeah, I love that one. Um, then um, Irene Perdomo, Managing Director of Gresham Investment Management. Um, absolutely love her, her ethics. I love her attitude. She used the phrase against all odds probably 10 times and we laugh about mm -hmm. that within the within the podcast and again what an inspiration for all of us in business like especially um you know this this year we come into this year here we go again another lockdown it's affecting people's mental mental health of course it is uh, we need to be leaning upon one another and i promise you listening to that podcast you're going to feel ready to go um, and, ready, and ready to get stuff done because she started off uh, as a computer engineer in Uruguay. She then studied um, for an MBA. Then she started her own fund. Now she's part of Gresham Investment Management as their managing director. Um, and one of the standout quotes for her was, I'm too stubborn to listen to rejection. They tell me no, and I say, let's go for it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so you can imagine I'm, I'm a, yeah, a massive fan of Irene. So again, a real, 
inspiration and one that I want everyone in the industry to be listening to, whether you're CEO of your own business, I think you'll be inspired by that. Whether you're a student at one of the universities that I know that follow, follow us and follow this podcast, please listen to it because that's going to get you on the right stead of, of, of where you need to get to this year. I remember what it I said. Reminds me of that, it reminds me of that Edison quote I sent to you yesterday, Absolutely. which I saw, which is, uh, when, and I read it now, when, when you've exhausted all, all possibilities, remember this, you haven't. And, and I think from, yeah. uh, from what you've just said there, it's very relevant, isn't it? So relevant. Um, and yeah, remember what we spoke about in lockdown one, that, um, that Shakespeare wrote King Lear during the, during the plague when he was, when yeah. he was in his own quarantine. Um, and I think, you know, that, that, all that sort of humanity that we spoke about before, we've got to bring it back. And I, and I think that these two pods are real standouts for, for, for that, sort of, um, that sort of thought. Um, with regards to where, where we are right now, um, January 2021, what trends have you been seeing? I know we've only been back a few days. Yeah. So, so this is really interesting, isn't it? Because trends are so difficult to, to predict at the moment. I mean, we, we went into Christmas in what tier, tier two, tier three, and, and ended up in, in full lockdown just uh, days later. Christmas yeah. was, uh, you know, was cancelled just days, be- days before the event. And, uh, and, and so trends, trends are very difficult to look at. And I think, you know, you've got to be very, very sensitive at the moment to say there are things that we know and there are things that we don't know. And, and I think, you know, when we, uh, if we can look back to March last year and the, the sort of speed of acceleration and the uncertainty that was caused by that, we, uh, you know, we were, we were all, the, the whole world was taken by, uh, by surprise and there was an awful lot of freeze that happened after it. So, um, you know, job levels back end of March, April, May plummeted. Everyone knows that. That's well, that's well documented. And then gradually over the course of last year, we saw a steady increase in people's confidence returning to it. Now, with with a full national lockdown, uh, you know, at the earliest until mid mid February, more likely for for a little bit longer than that, I think we're sat there in in a in a very interesting, very very delicate position. And, and but the reality is 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 not an awful lot has changed from that. So when we look at it and we say, and I, and I spoke to the team and I said to the team, uh, how many people have been in a situation? where they have uh, had any, any of their interviews, any of the deals which they've done, any of the placements that they've made, where they've had anyone who's actually been physically met, and it was almost non-existent. There are very, very few examples of where people have actually physically met them because people have got used to this. We're, we're nine months in now, right? We're, we're, uh, we're having people who've seen that the show goes on. We're having companies who are seeing that their ambitions remain the same, that growth is, a, is an important part of their, their, uh, their remit. And I think there's a lot of people who are saying, right, they're, they, they're launching ambitious plans for this year and to do that they need they know they need the talent to allow that to happen so at the back end of last year over christmas uh in the break between christmas and new year i've been speaking to a number of different people who were saying right we need to make sure that we're ahead of the curve now and we want to be to be hiring and the rhetoric sort of only three four days into to being back has been that that doesn't look like that's all right let's uh, let's see what happens in, until february it looks positive insofar as uh people are saying, right, we still need to, uh, to move ahead. So I'm really encouraged by that. And I think there are a number of different signs and things different from March to there. In March, it was so much unknown. Right now, we move into it with a vaccine, with, despite last night's tempestuous scenes at, uh, at the capital, we were seeing, um, we're seeing a change in government and hopefully more stability over in, in the US. We've seen Brexit um, with a deal announced. We've seen a vaccine uh, come through globally 
that are likely to be implemented with end in sight in, in everything. So that feel good factor and, and, and two major, you know, in major world governments who have every single desire to, to um, create a strong stimulus to economy. I think we can be looking at a very, very exciting year this year, but I think that sort of uh, you know, caution and sensitivity has to remain that, that uh, you know, things will still be difficult and people still need to make great hiring decisions. And when we're talking to people at the moment, there is a lot more uh, retained conversation about getting that, you know, the hiring right and not being in foot races for, for talent, just seeing that this sort of uh, entry level people, which we're looking at. So I think the trend is going to be, I think we will see hiring uh, increase. I think the second half of the year uh, with confidence and vaccines coming in, we'll see it increase even further. Um, I think companies are there and looking to make statements and looking to uh, attract talent into their teams. Uh, and I think that's going to be across all areas of tech. Dev development remains uh, robust, remains a, remains a key aspect of it. We're seeing sales, uh, which I think has suffered a you know, great deal last year, will, will, uh, you know, gradually over the back end of last year increase significantly. I think that's going to be a huge area for this year. Change and transformation naturally uh, remains. We saw a lot of push into infrastructure uh, over the course of the last 12 months, which I think remains you know, with, with no uh, end in sight for, for uh, you know, significant remote working uh, remains an important part for people to get right. So you know, data, uh, security, all of these areas remain absolutely critical for what people are doing. And I see there, there being a trend there for, for people to want to genuinely scale up their businesses. I think it's really important the way that you uh, you talk through that because you're so right. Everything's changing by the second. So you know this recording is happening on a Thursday. You'll be listening to it on a Sunday, and you know God knows what's going to happen by the end of this mm -hmm. Thursday and tomorrow. Um, but I think um, I think it is it's a difficult question this time to be talking about trends. But I wanted to kind of share some of the information that I've gathered from the marketplace in just this week. Um, I think again I completely agree with you. Of course we have to be very sensitive to the situation that we are all in and the challenges that we're all facing but there is positivity to be celebrated and I think that this podcast I know it means a lot to you and to me that that we are showcasing the good that's out there like we've often spoken about how the newspapers love to doom and gloom everything and catastrophize and I think it's really important that that we, we hear the truth from, from the papers, but I also think that we hear the truth from what we're seeing in the marketplace. And there's some great stuff that I just wanted to share. Um, the humanity piece that we all built together last March, um, I think that that's becoming more prevalent than ever. So, you know, just as you said, that this lockdown isn't about adjusting to working from home, um, and, and that massive challenge that everyone went through about transporting the workforce into living rooms overnight. Um, instead, it's about productivity and well-being. And, yeah, and how do we carry on? It's not necessarily the new normal. It's how do we achieve the goals that we've got set despite the challenges that we have? And I think that that's actually quite exciting, especially for this industry. So I wanted to give um, a few examples. Um, GPS. Um, they have signed off this week maths tutoring uh, for all the children of their staff across the entire business throughout this uh, next lockdown. Um, a real standout action that I think, you know, I really want to celebrate. I want people to hear that. Um, 
in the first lockdown, Asimo, uh, when I spoke to Doris Yambra, they're one of the first companies to send out care packages to their teams at home. So you can imagine just the smile on people's faces, opening up a box with, with a number of different things in there, food, stuff for the bath, but care packages to make you, make you, make you smile that morning. Um, and I think little things like this we have to be talking about. So um, of all the people I've spoken to this week, and I've been busy, 12 fintechs um, are already implementing well-being programs that were planned last year. So, you know, as you were saying, they got ready to cater to all personalities and communication types. Eight of them have given me huge insights into how they're going to be upgrading their virtual learning, with six of them talking about hackathons, um, hackathons that either they're setting up themselves or they're encouraging their team to take time out of their day to go and be part of, um, and all talking about small group sessions on whiteboards or in discussion rooms online, um, but essentially time dedicated to investing into new pieces of technology and playing with that. So it's really like to me, like the resurgence of a bit of Google time, a bit of that creativity, because we spoke a lot over the last nine months about the, um, the juxtaposition of presenteeism and productivity. And, um, and I really have seen from all these conversations that I've had, so that's what touching upon 30 or, or just over 30 so far this week, that people are looking at productivity and well-being and linking these two things together. The happier you are, the more engaged you'll be, the more that you will push day in, day out to actually achieve the achievables rather than just sit there in front of your screen and do your hours. And for me, yeah. that's a really big, big bit of information that I want to share with the listeners because that's, that's um, information that I've gathered in, in calls all week. And the question I'm asking people, what, what's challenging you? How are you overcoming those challenges? And that's the information that I'm hearing. So I feel like um, for me, I'm always really positive when I feel like there's action being taken and steps moved in the right direction. I really feel that that's, that's there within our community at the moment. Um, what, what else have you seen and, and has been going on? Yes, yeah, so, so, so before I get into that, I just want to touch, touch on that because I think that's sort of, um, you know, with kids at, kids at home being, you know, the, the predominant difference from the way we've been operating over the last, uh, you know, last couple of, you know, couple of, and, and you know, obviously not having the ability to go out quite as much and socialise. Yeah, the, the 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 real the real aspect is that we're, we're in a situation which we've which we've become used to. But I think there's different challenges this time. With you know, with with again, six weeks, ten weeks, it's not an insignificant amount of time to be you know, in solidation in, in in or in solitary confinement for an, you know for a number of different people. And I think that well-being bit is really important. You know, um, Claudine Eastwood is uh, who's who's now our HR director is going to be looking at at uh, exactly what we can do with our, um, you know, our team. And I think, you know, one of the things I've loved over this and thinking back over the, the, all the people we've interviewed over the course of this year, is companies have done some great stuff with it. But again, you can't just be, be looking to do the same things as you did last lockdown and expecting to have the same results and outcomes because it's a completely different mindset for, for various people to come into. And, and I think if you look at that, those programs and you look at what's successful, even down to look, my, my son's uh, under 14 rugby team. We were talking on last night with the, you know, the, the head coach and the other, one of the other coaches and looking at, at how we engage you know, the kids who are in that sort, of, that, sort of, that sort of situation and saying, right, okay, but there's, you know, there's, there's kids there who are super fit. There's ones who are less fit. How do you do something that's blanket for everyone? And the answer of course is you, is you can't, you, know, you can't please all the people all the time. 
you can't um, put something in there that's blanket for everyone. You can't just say, right, let's do a, a quiz on a Friday and drinks uh, in a virtual pub and expect it to cover and blanket all because everyone's got different things. And I think that communication, even you know, speaking to Sarah um, recently, you know, that, that, that sort of ability to tailor to um, every, sing, every single individual and make sure they've just got, you know, you know that you've got their back and is, is, is all you can do. And then make sure you're putting things in there that are, are driven by it. And if six people in your team of 50 like that particular area and six like something else and 15 like something else, don't worry about it. Just try and do things there that, that appeal to as many as you can and, and, and give them the opportunity to be heard and put and put and tailor things into it. So I think that is, there's a real responsibility into that. I was blown away by, by the effort everyone put into that last, you know, last year. And I think it's important to carry that on to this year as well. What else are we saying? Look, I'm, I'm going to focus internally and look at, look at Harrington Star. Tomorrow is our, our sales kickoff. It will, it will have been done by the time this goes out. Uh, but we're going to be talking about a GTEC strategy. Uh, and GTEC uh, stands for growth. Uh, and we're going to be looking to, to grow the business this year in a number of different ways, both in terms of uh, individual performances. We did incredibly last year. Uh, taking everyone's individual performances on average up by 51%, which was, was, was something I'm tremendously proud of. We were looking at into new brands and new areas, and we've got some exciting uh, launches to, to, be, to be looking at next year. Uh, growth in terms of our, our skill sets and everything around that. The whole theme is elevate and, and how we elevate our relationships, elevate our team, elevate our skill sets, and come out of 2021 uh, better. We, you know, we said we went, in, went into crisis, wanted to be better. I absolutely think we've, we've, we've done that. We now want to come out of this period in, in the best health we've ever been in as a business. T of, of GTEC is talent, making sure we uh, uh, nurture that talent and, uh, and bring in the very best to, you know, to, to our team and business, which allows us then to service our customers. E is efficiency. You talk there about productivity. Um, I think there's also efficiency in terms of the tech that we bring in to allow our customers a better service. Efficiency in how we uh, service and manage our, our, our clients and candidates efficiency in the time that we invest in, in into uh, the right sort of areas and the right sort of work and then C um, is something which you're going to be very involved in I'm, I'm delighted to announce that you're going to be our, our chief customer officer I think customer is so so important to, to, to what we want to do it's been the sort of lifeblood of what we've always said and I can think of no one better to come into that and really drive that than you uh, who is so so customer focused and we want to make sure that we're looking at that and creating the best uh, experience you mentioned beforehand about uh, changing perceptions i'm very we are very very passionate as a business about changing the perception and, and, and standing of the recruitment industry and real mps uh customer centricity uh value around that and uh and, and making sure we're engaging and supporting our customers and communities as much as we possibly can is something which i think is absolutely uh, essential and fundamental to what we're doing we're changing our leadership structure um, with COOs and, as, as, you know, CCOs and um, you know, directors coming into, into the fold. And I'm really, really excited about the look, shape and feel of what we're, uh, what we're going to do. So, um, and also beefing out our, you know, the, the, uh, the marketing team. Scott and Alexandra have been absolutely f uh, formidable in what we've done, but we want to make sure that we're adding that value. One of the core things that we want to do this year is add as much value back to the community as we possibly can. Uh, and take our ideas and, and, and really turbocharge them and and, uh, and and keep on helping companies to grow not only their teams, but their brands and their networks. So a very, very busy year ahead and one which I am uh, very, very excited about. Yeah, that's it's all so exciting, isn't it? And I think um, we've really, we've really learned from 
from all the information that we gathered over the course of 2020. And I love how, you know, we're in a privileged position. Like every time we speak to a company, we learn more about, about what's, what's good. Um, and actually a lot of the time, uh, what needs to be improved. And I think that we've really been working hard to implement that internally. So I just wanted to share a few things that, that we've, that we've learned over the course of last year. Um, uh, and we, we are producing at the moment um, a webinar in snippets. Um, so you'll see different quotes and, and different highlights of the facts from Toby and I, um, where we're talking about how the term staff retention is outdated and a bit clinical. Um, and instead, this year, 2021, needs to be about people investment. And as you said, Toby, it's not just uh, doing exactly what we did in lockdown one to look after mental health, but um, it's about... It's about um, holistically investing in the people that are within our business. Um, and I love what you've just spoken about there because it's putting people into the right positions where they're set to thrive. And that's, that, that to me is the, most, is the most important thing, but that won't be to other people. And I think it's um, really important that we're understanding the differences in everybody. Um, so I wanted just to share some of our scope uh, with the audience. So, we had a brief look and in the last uh, 90 days of 2020, um, as a business, we were in touch with nearly 2000 unique candidates in the marketplace um, and nearly a thousand unique different companies within the fintech industry. Um, over the course of last year, Toby and myself produced 115 podcasts. So just by giving you those numbers, I just want people to understand the amount of people that we that we have contact with and that we ask, ask questions to and that we gather information from. And these people are all within this wonderful FinTech industry. Um, so when we talk every week about resilience and about facing challenges head on and finding solutions, it's because we are talking to this volume of people out there. And this is why we've come to the, the conclusion that right now the focus for everybody and the success of their business has to be about people investment. Um, I just want to highlight actually, out of the 115 podcasts last year, the most popular one was um, part of my talent surgery series uh, with Lisa and Lena of Mina Technologies with over three, 300 downloads, unique downloads wow. from the world. So congratulations to them. Um, and that was a fantastic, fantastic pod. But I think um, of all the people we talk, we talk to, our, our mission is to give back in this once a week show so that we can allow people to take information away and either implement into their businesses or implement into their careers. Um, and one of the things that we've spoken about a lot over the course of the year and looking into the beginning of this year is around the tenure of technologists within the industry. Um, and I've said it many times before and I'll say it again. When I first started working within the recruitment industry, placing technologists, that was 17 years ago now, um, and the average tenure of a technologist was three years. Now we look at 13 months. And to me, this is a big issue that we need to be working together as an industry to, to buck that and to change that and to ensure that people are invested into their companies, they're happy in their companies, and they're engaged to give it their all. 
Um, we ran a poll at the end of last year asking uh, candidates or asking prospective candidates um, how many of them were waiting uh, for January to look for a new job. 67%. Um, and, and you and I, we both spoke about how uh, January was almost like this mythical month of everything will be fine in January, which obviously it's not since we're back in lockdown three. But mm. I think the key thing here was that we, we really investigated across all of, those, all of those candidates that we spoke to, the 2000 that, that I mentioned earlier, and we came up with, you know, what are, the, what are the top four things that people look to change? And we've got to remember in this lockdown, career development was absolutely paramount. Uh, technology and not, not having exposure to new technology was another one. Um, not understanding the roadmap of the business and, and the clarity of communication over the security of the business and, and where it's going was huge. And mindsets and visions was another thing. Um, and that mindset and vision is very much connected to culture, not necessarily values, but the culture um, and, um, and making sure that people trust one another. And I think these four things I just wanted to draw attention to because with all, all the evidence and all the people that we talked to, if these are the, the four big things that, we, that we've highlighted, we're implementing that internally. We wanna make sure that other people are too for the success of this um, industry. So I just wanted to, um, to share that with you before I hand you over to what our final thoughts of the week are. Yeah, look, the final, final thoughts of the week, and, and look, great points that you're making there as well, but this is a, this is a new dawn. Uh, 2021 was, was, was sort of uh, has been widely anticipated as the, the sort of end of the uh, uh, you know, the pandemic, and and I think that will come through um, over the course of this year. It will get easier, um, and, and I think that's what we're all hoping and looking forward to as, as the year goes on. But there is uncertainty without without question, and there is uh, yeah, there's no point saying like this is it and and everything's you know because there's a different number on the end of uh, the 2020s. That, that yeah. all is all is new in the world. This is about momentum. Companies were doing incredible things in adversity over the course of last year, and that gathered momentum towards the end of it. I'd love to see that continue to go through. This this um, this quarter, we will be launching the next financial technologies magazine, which I think will be celebrating for the fourth time in, in, in you know fourth time in a row now, fourth year in a row, the most influential fintechs of 2021, where we get a, a host of judges who are looking at who they think are really going to stand out over the course of this year. Now that's so, so important. We did it last year some, and, and the vast majority of those companies did incredibly well. As we move into 2021, I think we are looking at a, uh, a marketplace and a, la and a landscape where we're going to see some companies who really, really take advantage of that. And so our judges looking at that and giving us that list will make a magazine that I think is going to be great. And we're going to be speaking to and, and hearing from all of those people, both on FinTech Focus TV uh, on the podcast and in the magazine and it's going to be a real uh, real education and one I'm, I'm tremendously excited about so if you're listening and you think there's a there's companies there that you are, you think are going to be truly influential this year we'd love to hear from them the magazine will launch in in march is one i'm really really excited about and uh yeah look i wish everyone a, a, a very happy new year i hope that everyone uh yeah, continues that momentum we saw it last year and, and i I hope above all else that we're back to a sense of normality as soon as we possibly can. I love the fact the vaccine is gathering momentum and I'm very optimistic about what we see in the in, in times ahead. So, yeah, let's look forward to it. Nadia, what's your final thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree with that sentiment. Um, I'm really optimistic too. And I think we are 
we're, we're really uh, lucky that we're all within this industry. Uh, we're in the fintech industry. Um, and I was talking to somebody completely, um, you know, a, a non-techie, someone that's nothing to do with finance. And I, I just said it really simply. I said, look, it's, um, it was actually, um, it, it was actually someone at, at the hospital yesterday uh, when I was getting my checkups done. And, um, and I said to, and I said to him, um, oh, really simply, uh, we are buying lots of stuff online. So imagine what, what that's done to the payments industry. And he was like, oh yeah, I see, I see what you mean. Mm. And it, I think we take that for granted. Um, financial services technology, fintech, we're, we're, in a, we're in a really, really privileged position. And I think we should, we should earn that privilege. And that, that's how I feel when I come into, come into, when I say come into work, move into my office space um, <laughs> every single day. Um, and, and I think that, I think a lot of people believe that within the industry, but sometimes we just need to pause for a second and realize um, and refocus. And, and I agree, I'm really optimistic. Good, good, good. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure as always. Nina has been exceptionally good. Not even a peep out of her. What a good, what a good baby. What a good baby. Um, It's been, uh, it's been fun as always, Nads. And uh, I'm I'm, I'm pleased we're both excited about what's to come. Thank you all for listening. We hope you've got some value from it. We've got some great pods coming up and lined up for you uh, in the new year as well. We'll keep them coming to you uh, each and every day. Thank you so much for listening. And as we say, look, the one thing we ask from everyone around this is to, is to share, uh, to tell people about the pod. If there's people there who you want to have on, we'd love to, uh, we'd love to hear and we love hearing and, and, and meeting new people because that network and that community keeps on spreading and growing. And if you can uh, rate and review and put some positive stars on, onto, uh, onto the pod as you see it, it really helps us extend that reach all over the world. And we have had, as Nadia said earlier on, listeners from every corner of the world listening to it. And I, and I love that. It's always a privilege. And uh, you know, I keep getting good feedback over various social channels about what's happening and, and uh, I love that it's adding value. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it and uh, we will speak to you again very, very soon. Thanks a lot. Bye.